No, you do not. Download it right now. Take us with you everywhere inside of your cell phone provider's app store. My name is Jeremy Poplin. That is Colby Daniels. Scott File here as well. We're coming to you live from the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studios here at the Blitz 1170. You can hit us up on the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line 918-262-5072. That's 918-262-5072. Before we get into what I do want to talk about, I have to play you guys something. You know how I said there's some shenanigans that happen almost every single day in the drive, which is why I'm thinking about pulling the trigger and getting the the dash camera. Did you guys see this from what happened from a Nets reporter last night that covers the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets? So this, this dude who covers the Nets started to do what a lot of people do now, and that is as soon as the game is over, he does what? He jumps in and starts to host a X Spaces or Twitter Spaces session. I mean, you guys have seen that, right? Like, everyone's, like, doing those now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. All over the place. Well, he is doing this while he is driving. Nets reporter Eric Slater was driving. I'll just play you the audio. <laughs> We've heard that, that happen before. Hopefully that happens with Spencer Dinwiddie. And whether they choose to go as uh, Tam or they choose to whatever... Just make it. Eric? Yep. You okay? Yep, I am. I got to head out, guys. All right. Let us know you're all right, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised you didn't drop a bomb on there. Yeah, I know. Trust me, I had to play it a few times just to double check and make sure. Yeah, he's hosting a Nets Twitter Spaces chat. And this happens. that, That happened before. Hopefully that happens with Spencer Dinwiddie. And whether they choose to go as uh, Cam or they choose to whatever, just make it. Eric? Yep. You okay? Yep, I am. I got to head out, guys. All right. Let us know you're all right, man. So can you see the video? Like, what happens? No, you can't see it. This is actually just, uh, it's just like the Spaces chat where you just see their profiles up. And it says the host is talking and then Eric Slater as well, who has their mic turned on. But yeah, that that's it. One of these guys is from the Yes Network. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we might need to clip out that final part and use it as we walk out the door every time. I got to go, guys. <laughs> to make an outro for the show. Anyway, I just wanted to share that. Okay, what I really wanted to get into here in this segment is this. Last night on full display was an angle that it seemed like that a lot of Thunder fans were angry about. That the network and that a lot of outside entities, and I'm using air quotes on this, we're trying to shove down Thunder fans' throats, which was the Wimby versus Chet storyline last night. And there were several, and they continue to talk about it today, and especially when the Thunder's head coach, during one of the dumb on-court interview moments of the game, is asked a question by the sideline reporter about, 
Wimby versus Chet, and he says, no, it's Thunder versus Spurs. That is the rallying cry that they needed last night to really flex their muscle on on social media and talking about this game. So let's just start there with that storyline from last night and the way that it was being forced upon everyone that this wasn't necessarily about Thunder Spurs, because I have my thoughts on it, but I would love to hear if either of you have a problem with that game being labeled that way instead of OKC versus San Antonio. No, not at all. I mean, that is arguably the best team in the NBA versus arguably the worst team in the NBA, right? I mean, you play that game 20, 30, 40 times, Oklahoma City is going to win 99% of the matchups, right? San Antonio is completely outmatched. Trash. Against the Thunder. It's a G League squad that surrounds Wimby. And surrounding Chet might be two NBA All-Stars and a, and a group of promising players that still have an incredibly high ceiling. So, yeah, I mean, the Thunder are so much better than the Spurs that I don't know that there's any other way to, I, I guess, view it. Unless you're just of the opinion that... that you know, this is a coin flip type of game, which, look, I don't have any problem going into a game with that sort of mentality, but you have to know that at some point there's a chance that it becomes lopsided and the focal point will be the, the two unicorns of the NBA, Wimby and Chet. Scott? this I mean, this is what the NBA does. They, they promote, they highlight their superstars. They make it more about the stars more than the teams, so it doesn't surprise me. Um, and you, you look at it, you're looking at, obviously, the two front runners for Rookie of the Year. I mean, both these guys, they stay healthy. They're going to be the future of the league, so I'm okay with it. What I like to see, I mean, but like Colby said, it's a really good team against a not really good team, so you're going to get the individual matchup, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. I mean, this goes back to the bird magic 40 years ago. I mean, the NBA, the league, the league as a whole promotes stars. Would the game even be on television in general if the Spurs did not land no. Wimby? No. 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 Guess what no. game would be on television? The only reason that was on ESPN. It would have been if – who had the second pick this year? Was it Houston or Detroit? I can't remember. Who had pick number two after San I think Antonio? it was Houston. Okay. It would have been Houston and Oklahoma City on the television last night because Wimby would have been starting for the Houston Rockets. That, that, that's, that's the only reason that game is even on television because the Spurs are trash. They just are. And I, I, understand, I understand why a team that for the first time in 10 years climbs back to the top of the Western Conference and currently resides in the number one. I, from, a, from a fan's perspective, I can understand why you might think that that's a tad bit annoying because, oh, we're not sitting here talking about how good this team actually is when, quite frankly, you just need to have faith in the team that's been put together in front of you who cares whether or not that they're not talking about how good the overall team is now Stephen a smith jumping on and and talking during halftime and mentioning how he doesn't have faith in oklahoma city and doesn't think that they are tough enough and on well, down I the list turned it off of yeah, course so which I, is yeah. what everyone should do you should change the channel the minute that that happens that's right but, okay it's the 
who cares what the national narrative is? The local is what you should be paying attention to on it. You know how good they are. And everyone likes their team to be talked about in glowing terms. But no one is ragging on them for being awful by any means. So the irritation is there because... The problem is they haven't had many national games, that, right? That's and correct. And you finally get one, and it's against a terrible team. So the individual matchup becomes the main becomes focal point. the one that everyone cares is, about. Which is the right way to look at it, right? And it's not very often that you get the opportunity to pair, as Scott said, the two what we mainly consider as to be it's this is going to be a head-to-head race the entire year Mm -hmm. for rookie of the year and we could be on the verge of having a co-rookie of the year like that's been talked about today co-rookie of the year because both of them have been phenomenal absolutely phenomenal and it and it morphed last night into because the narrative was so much of chet v wimby it started then morphing into a lot of people taking shots on both sides it wasn't just oklahoma city it was san antonio as well taking taking shots at chet and i'm like both of you are out of your minds right now you just are like both of them have not only lived up to the expectations in their first full year in playing time in the league they have surpassed what they have been what so many people have talked about. And I know as a Thunder fan, you kind of want to pump your fist a little bit more because so, because by far more people doubted Chet and what he could potentially be mm-hmm. than, than, than Wimby. Everyone just anointed Wimby off the top. And that wasn't the case for Chet. And now that Chet's kind of living up to what everyone in the Thunder organization thought that he could be, now it's like, yeah, yeah, no one's as good as him. Well, you can pump the brakes on that too because they're both – so freaking good it's unbelievable it's unbelievable and there's plenty of time there's plenty of time for this to get morphed into one of the great rivalries do i like the fact that both of them seemingly kind of get annoyed by each other did you watch last night i mean wimby wimby i love it was like would stare dude down and chet would give it back right back to him i i like that it makes me feel like that there's enough competitive spirit there where it could morph into something, but this is the difference basically between a Ferrari and a Pinto in terms of where the organizations are at right now. It's not even close. So that's really the only thing from a national perspective because everyone should know this. You cannot pay attention to everything nationally and do a show like they do on ESPN. You can't pay attention to every single intimate detail. It's more about talking points. It's about getting people that are outside of Oklahoma City talking about the Thunder. And how do you do that? You do that by talking in generalities. And hot takes. That's all this has turned into. And hot takes. So it, it, it it doesn't really matter but you can sit there, and I'm not telling you how to root or how to be as a fan at all, but there was something that I think that a lot of people were missing last night while they were sitting there in an absolute beatdown of a game, which was, did you ever just take a step back and realize what the hell we're laying our eyeballs on right now? We're watching two dudes that are over seven foot tall do this with their type of body frames that have finally, we've evolved and morphed 
from a period of time in which we are now, from a fundamental aspect in the game of basketball, teaching these guys, oh, you don't just have to play the five. You can play a variety of different positions and be well. And we're watching two guys that are going to be stars for years to come thrive in an opportunity that they're getting right now, but they're on such different levels when it comes to the, the type of teams that, that, they're, that they're on. And we, we kind of miss What's it so sometimes. Funny to me? Yeah, what's so funny to me is everybody hates ESPN for doing the hot take stuff, right? And everybody's mad at ESPN for for not giving the Thunder attention and for doing exactly what everyone does when they watch a game like this, right? Like, you hate ESPN for doing it, but then you are sitting there watching the game and trying to, to tell everybody else why Chet, after playing about 40 games in his NBA career, is better than Wimby, who's played about 40 games in his NBA career, right? That's absurd, that you're trying to compare it instead of, how about this, enjoying the fact that these two guys who are unbelievably unique in the, in the history of the entire game are not only going at each other, because how many times have we watched games that are promoted to have two superstars and they never match up against each other, right? Or maybe they do it once or twice in the game. These guys are, are matched up against each other, going at each other, and you can see a fire burning where they want to get the best of each other. Everybody in the NBA is friends now, that right? We don't fun. even get yes. these situations where these guys want to visually, like you can see them want to beat the other guy. That was that was awesome. And instead, and and I I can't speak for the San Antonio fan base, but my entire timeline was full of Thunder fans whining and crying about Wimby getting attention and 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 people having the audacity to claim that Wimby is better than Chet and and because the Thunder were winning the game that that clearly means Chet is better and like just enjoy the fact that these guys were going at it in, like I that sequence in the fourth quarter was awesome was the most fun I've had watching the NBA this season yeah it was incredible and, like give and, us more of that that was they, amazing they both got over on each other at times that's right they both got and I can tell you from the Spurs fan pers- uh, perspective because I my timeline is probably a little bit different <laughs> on that and there were some that were like why are they talking about Chet so much but uh, come on really why are they talking about Chet and the Thunder so much have you watched them they're awesome that's the reason Every why they're fan talking base about them. that their team's not getting that, enough attention that, that's right? right that's right and as you as you said it took a little while, but we finally got in the fourth quarter what we had been waiting for because when that game first started out, like the Spurs had Wimby guarding Chet, but, I mean, it was clear that the Thunder, because of different matchups, I mean, they had they had Chet on Sohan so he could back off and, and, and guard the paint. And then you saw J-Dub and Dort that were the primary defenders on, on Wimby they allowed Chet to be able to kind of roam a little bit there. And it was funny to watch what the different assignments were for players that are always going to be basically compared against each other. That's the other thing, too, is like as much as I sit here and, and didn't didn't necessarily appreciate like the comments from from both sides that I was seeing last night instead of just appreciating it is I had to take a step back and realize they're going to be compared against each other for the rest of their careers. And oh, they're not even the same draft class. They're not even the same draft class. And I I personally would say I think Chet's been phenomenal, but quite frankly, I think there was a better player that the Thunder got in that same draft class that is a better player than Chet. 
Well, yeah, right that, now, that, I mean, you can make the me. argument he's the third best player. But he's team, also right? had a year. He's also had another year under his belt to be able to play and to develop. So we're, it's like we're in the infancy of this. Yes, it's, it's, it's so a, early. It's okay to appreciate everything combined. And their role is apples to oranges, it's, right? It's night and day. It's not even close I to mean, being Wimby the same is right now. The one NBA player on a team that's surrounded by lackluster talent, and the focal point is clearly Wimby. Chet's on, again, arguably the best team in the West, that you can't just focus on Chet, right? He, Shea takes the pressure off him. J-Dub takes the pressure off of him. Like, Wimby doesn't have that same situation. There's no way of knowing if Wimby would put up the same stats that he's putting up in San Antonio if he is sharing the basketball with stars the way that Chet is, right? There's no way to know if Chet would handle being the focal point with no other real legitimate NBA talent around him. Like they're they're in completely different situations, but their talent each is is off the charts. There's obviously comparisons for a reason, and enjoy watching them go at each other. Like I, I don't even know why you would spend the time. And I know this is what we do in sports, but it, again, it's forty games into their NBA careers. Why are you spending the time worried about which guy is better? Yeah, yeah, and and uh, it's just. To the point where it's like if you're a fan of of the Thunder, like there are so much more bigger moments in the season than just that one, right? That that is going to happen for you between now and by the time that we get to the playoffs. Like it's not even funny the the different type of projections that that the two franchises are on right now. Uh, but. I, I guess my overall point is, is enjoy it. Like, revel in what you're getting to watch right now between these two, and it's going to be fun. And I'm not telling you to root for Wimby. That's not what I'm saying. And Even if you're a Spurs fan, it's like I'm not telling you to root for Chet. Root however and whoever the heck that you want for or that you want to. That that That's fine with me. It's just it was funny to watch the fascinating breakdown about what I – it almost seemed like surface level arguments about the game, and I I don't know yeah. what what more that you expect sometimes when a team literally has a player that is considered to be a can't miss prospect that's that everyone in the world would have drafted if they would have had the number one overall pick, right? The th- would the Thunder if they got lucky and got the number one spot would they have drafted Wimby? Without question. <laughs> Without question. Each and every single franchise would have drafted him no matter what. San Antonio got him, and that's all they have. So that is going to be the big talking point for them anytime they play. But the but the Spurs are such small fish right now in the NBA. It doesn't matter. Right. It, it doesn't like, matter. It was crazy to see all these Thunder fans crying about the you know the the attention Wimby was getting from the commentators and and arguing with other people about which player is better when like you said, not only are you missing this incredible matchup that we got for a period of time in that game and, and how fun that was to watch, you're getting to watch that with your team up by, like, 40 points. Yes. Like, shut up. Why are you yeah, crying man. about anything right now? Your team is good. The individual They're battle a real contender, matter. and you're watching something fun. Like, why are you spending your time crying about Wimby getting attention when Wimby is – I mean, we've, we've heard it for – multiple years now the biggest generational talent to come into the league since lebron like you don't have to be worried that chet isn't getting the same press as wimby when chet is doing just fine on his own and this team is a contender 
I, I don't I don't know why you would cry about that. Yeah, man. Chet's uh Chet's Chet's doing a okay. Chet's doing just fine. And guess yeah. what? So are the Thunder. So and you know are what? the Thunder. I would I would even argue Chet and the Thunder probably, if given the opportunity to have the same press as Wimby, would turn it down. They wouldn't want it. Yeah, there's some of that with the way that it's uh, that it's been handled. I think the way for sure. that they do things, yeah, like it. Just it's wild what people focus on. Yeah, and and then it continue to carry over today, and it's just like some things that I see posted. I'm just like, you know, someone today that was that was trying to draw a comparison uh, again back to the argument, like who's better between the two. We got a long way to go on that. A long way to go. That was throwing it all the way back to like '92 when Shaq first came in the league. It was like, oh yeah, well, you know, his impact isn't that great. It's not. It's not anywhere. I would more say that Chet has a bigger impact, like because Shaq came in and they went from 21 wins to making the playoffs. Like, where's Wimby's impact on that? I'm like, all right, let's calm down. First of all, basketball in '92 compared to basketball in 2004, it might as well be a different sport. And two. The roster for Orlando at that time in that version of basketball is light years ahead of where San Antonio's roster is at right now. So, yeah, we, we just like we have to go extra to try to prove the point that we're trying to convince ourselves of when we should just relish in what we're getting to watch. It was awesome. Absolutely awesome. And uh, the way you dominate a game now is is so much different than it was in 92. Right. It was such yes. a physical game back then where if you have a physical presence like that, you're going to notice it more. The way that Wimby plays and the way that we've seen like Luka Doncic play and, and Nikola Jokic, right, and how dominant they are in the way that they play, it's it, 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 I don't think you see it as clear-cut as, as the way you saw Shaq contribute when he got to Orlando. And, and, and two, the Spurs are not good. The, what is a talking right. point that comes right. out of a game that you win by 30? But you you played in incredibly well. It's to me, it's already on to the next. It's on to uh, a better game. Which, by the way, if you don't remember, tomorrow night first Thunder Friday game right here for us at Griffin. You can watch the game against the Pelicans, seven p.m. with the pregame starting at six thirty over the air on channel six point three news on six now. Uh, Cox channel fifty three will have the game as well. If you want to uh, know more information go to newson6.com slash thunder friday nights for all the information that you need but that's where the focus should be on is on a much better team than what the spurs are for crying out loud the new orleans pelicans by the way zion had a dunk the other night that was jaw dropping they were like a human that is that fat should not be able to move like that at all all right it's 350 We'll take a timeout. We'll come back with more next year on the Blitz 1170. Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma Text Line is always open for you. 918-262-5072. That's 918-262-5072. Timeout. We'll come back with more next year on the Blitz.